I'm joined now by former Ole Miss basketball player John Stroud. John, that, that seems like that, that's too simple an introduction, man, for uh, <laughs> some some of the uh, the records that you still hold uh, in, in the Ole Miss uh, in the Ole Miss book. There, how are you? I'm doing fine. Uh, doing real well. I'm you know I'm not coaching right now. I'm just uh, have an insurance agency, but. You know, I still follow a lot of basketball. I try to see several high school games a week. And, of course, I follow the Rebels when I can. I've done several radio uh, t- games – well, not radio games, TV games on uh, streaming forums. Okay. So, I'm involved in basketball. Okay. That's good. Now, now, how many years were you with New Albany there? Well, right out of college, I was with them three years coaching the boys. And then I left – for, for about 17 years in college at, at East Mississippi and Millsaps. And then I came back and coached the girls from 05 to uh, 2017. Mainly my daughters were going through those eight yeah. years. That I just got involved in girls and I really enjoyed it. Well, that's, I guess it's that era that I kind of remember you from whenever I was, you know, really getting uh, uh, settled in, uh, in, in Tupelo and was doing more with uh, with high schools along that time. But I do remember your Millsaps too. Your name really kind of came on the radar for me, John. I was a I was a late middle school or high school student that that era uh, in Denham mm-hmm. Springs, you know, yeah. following LSU, of course. But but by osmosis, you began to pick up the names of some of the better players in the SEC. I, I want to talk about some of your playing days here in, in a little bit. But um Talk to me about this current Ole Miss team. They're trying to play their way into the NCAA tournament. Is it too simple to say that this team goes as Devontae Shuler goes? He played so well in that four-game losing streak, struggled so much in the loss against State, and and played well again uh, at Missouri when they won big the other night. Uh, what, what, What do you make of the backcourt right now? Well, I think that's one of their strengths. You know, Kerman's facing a kind of a dilemma. You know, they're they're a little bit offensive. You know, inefficient. You know, I guess I, I don't have how, how to say it, but you know, it, sometimes and he'll admit it. There sometimes they're hard to watch on offense. You know, they don't have the 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 offensive minded players that have been passing Ole Miss. But you know, Schuler pretty much carries the team, and and you know, of course, Romello White's a very good player. I, you know, I, I wish they would. You know, being a big man in, a, in an old man's school, you know, I like the big man to get a lot of touches. And sometimes I feel like he doesn't touch it enough. And Kermit's got a lot of good players, but they're role players. You know, Rodriguez is, I would say, a defensive stopper, a, a role guy. K.J. Buffett does a lot of little things, but he's he's a role player where he rebounds and plays defense and loose balls. So, so they don't have a lot of offensive players. And, and Joyner was a great offensive player in high school, but you know that step from Oxford High to to the SEC is a different story. You know he's very competitive, very athletic, a good mid range shooter, but I think his size has bothered him a little bit down these last you know seven or eight games. And so uh, it goes with Schuler and White right now, and that's only forty percent of your team. So if one of those guys has a really bad night offensively, uh, I think they're going to be in trouble. But they laid on their defense, and uh, that's that's you know as they say, defense travels, and uh, they play really good defense and play as hard. Now one thing about Kermit, he has them playing hard, and they get all the 50-50 balls, most of them, and they you know they out rebounded Missouri the other night, nine or ten rebounds. I heard he say so. 
they're always going to be in the game just because of rebounding and hustling defense. But boy, if they could make, if they could find a shooter or someone can get them an extra 10 or 12 points a night, you know, they could win, so, win a lot more games. How hard is it for a team like Ole Miss, particularly with the struggles on offense that you've outlined here, how hard is it to maintain the level of consistency at this time of year that they're going to have to maintain if they're going to play their way into the tournament? It just looks like a very, very small margin for error right yeah. now. Very small margin. They've just got to, you know, do the things they've been doing. And it's just it's, – it's really hard. I know I know Kermit's frustrated because, you know, if they can get six – you know, when you – SEC now, when you see the Alabamas and Auburns and Arkansas, LSU's put up 80 or 90 every night, and Ole Miss is winning games in the 50s and 60s, you know, it's, it's a small margin. And then if White or Shooter gets in foul trouble or one of them gets hurt, you know, uh, so – it's really amazing what they've done, you know, winning. I didn't think they'd win eight games in the season after, the, after they opened up, losing to Georgia a couple times and so uh, Wichita and Dayton. So, former player, I'm pretty pleased with what they've done. You know, you can look back and say, well, if we'd have got that game or that game, we'd have a lot better record. But, of course, they stole a game at Auburn and maybe stole a game against Tennessee. So, over the long run, it, it kind of evens out. Uh, Severe Wheeler, the point guard at Georgia uh, this week, had a triple-double, and it caught my mind, caught my eye when I saw it reported was the first one in the history of Georgia basketball. And I know they've had some great players come through. Uh, 14 points, 11 rebounds for him, 13 assists. It's a, the 13 assists that really kind of make you say wow, but um, or made me say wow. The uh, – the triple-double, how rare is that, John? I, I got to looking uh, through Ole Miss records and everything, and I'm, it doesn't look like they've ever had one. No, they never had one. I wasn't even close to having one, to tell you the truth. But, you know, the game is just so much faster now, and there's so many more possessions. And him being a, a guard, he's going to have his hands on the ball a lot more. You know, I, I would think the rebounds, you know, getting 11 rebounds at his size you know, and then the – and the assist, you got to have other guys can make baskets. And uh, so it's really rare. But, you know, the shot clock has helped a lot on, on the triple doubles and the three-point shot and just the fast pace of the game. And uh, so it's, it's amazing. I mean, Ole Miss has had a lot of great players through the years. And, and no one's – I don't know who the closest has been a triple-double. But uh, you've got to uh, – been a lot of double-doubles. You know, I used to, you know, get several double-doubles, rebounds, and points, but I wasn't ever close on assist or I guess it would have to be steals or blocks for your 10th one. But, uh, but it's really rare. And I, I don't know how many SEC's been. They probably not a whole lot either. Uh, and there's been a lot of great players to the SEC. You know, I was thinking about the Georgia teams with Dominique Wilkins, who I played against, a human highlight, and, uh, you know, players like that and uh, – so, when you think about the great Pistol Pete, who's a few years before me, and it's a, I hate to get off on this track, but amazing that he averaged 40 points a game for three straight years and had, and they didn't have a shot clock. <laughs> what if they'd had a shot clock? Then he'd average 60 a game. It's just, it, it is amazing to go back now on YouTube and, and look at some of those Pete Maravich clips. And uh, yeah, he was before my time of, of awareness yeah. of, of being a basketball fan down there. Um, well, I say, I say, Paris, to interrupt you, the shot clock, there was no three-point shot either. Yeah, so yeah. 
that, well, that makes it even, you know, more astonishing. Uh, well, and now, and, and, and John, honestly, that's what makes your scoring record, you know, still impressive. I mean, you played in that era as well. No shot clock, no three-point line. And I think 2,328 is, is the number. Uh, and it's still there, and, and you achieved that in fewer games than a lot of other Ole Miss players have played. Um, are you surprised that, that that record is is still there? Surprised in some ways. You know, I had a really gift of shooting the ball. You know, I, I, I just had a talent that's, you know, just pretty unbelievable. I could just, you know, and the way we played, we didn't – we had – we, we use the clock a lot. You know, our games were in the 60s and 70s, but uh, it was just – had a, you know, a lot of games I didn't shoot 12 or 13 times a game. I just – you know, I had a high percentage and my teammates got me open and, you know, I had a knack for scoring. You know, I wasn't the quickest or the, I could jump the highest, but, you know, I could really shoot the basketball. And and now, you know, some ways I, I'm surprised it's still there, but – a lot of the reasons still there is a lot of, a lot of the guys go pro after a year or two and the good players don't hang around four years back in the eighties, everybody played at least three years or four years. And so, uh, you know, I, I'm proud of the record and it was just something that, you know, uh, I had a great, some great teammates that we had a system and back in the eighties and it was a good system, uh, high percentage shots, a lot of screening, a lot of team ball, a lot of movement. And it just fit really well into how I played. And, uh, what was, so uh, I understood the game a lot and, and had a, you know, really coach's mentality while I was playing and it just helped me, uh, helped me considerably. Well, and, and that's the, the mental part. It's such a big yeah. part of uh, of the end game, of the of the production, yeah. the result. Uh, the the mental part is so important. Uh, you mentioned the system and, and uh, screening and, and helping you get open shots and things like that. What was uh, your favorite spot on the floor? Well, unfortunately, I was at six seven. I was sometimes our biggest starter. And we, we were really undersized. My last year, Roger Steed came in at 6'8", but I was a small forward. And, you know, we were six foot, 6'3", 6'4", on the perimeter. So we weren't overly big. But, uh, you know, and I played against the Sam Bowie's the world every night and, you know, Reggie Kings at Alabama and Dominique's. And so I, guys are always bigger than me. But, you know, I had, you know, I was just an offensive-minded person that, that – could shoot it well and, and read screens. And, you know, I shot a lot of free throws, more probably 12 or 15 a game. I drew fouls. And uh, so I was just a good college player. And when it went to the NBA, then I was totally out of it because that was a totally different level for me. I, I used to playing inside at Ole Miss and I got the NBA and they tried to play me at guard and I had no perimeter skills. And that's why my pro career never took off. Uh, it just, you know, I was a, a, col a great college player, but a very probably a very poor NBA player. It just didn't, you know. Nowadays, I probably could have played a lot longer because there's 30 teams. Yeah. Back in, I remember the 1981 Rockets. There's only 22 teams, so you know there's eight more teams at 15 players. There's another 150 jobs in the NBA now. Well, when I, I think uh, I think I would have made a pretty poor NBA player too, John. <laughs> Well, people don't realize how athletically gifted those NBA guys are. 
they just they're just so 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 such good players. Well, now, and and again, I'm 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 looking at memories here, or I'm I'm recalling things from YouTube clips and things like that. But I, I seem to have a memory of you and the corner jump shot, man. And mm-hmm. I, I know that's that wasn't the yeah. biggest part of your game, as you talk about playing down low and and being a you know, uh, uh, the big guy for the Rebels, but uh, did, did you get out to that corner very much? My first couple of years at Ole Miss, I shot a lot of corner shots. I just had, you know, I guess playing at home, my backyard on a dusty court, the way my court was set up, I shot a lot of corner shots. I love that corner shot. And my first couple of years, I was a little fragile, a little timid to get inside and really mix up in the paint. So I played that that corner spot, wing spot, and then – my junior year, it really took off about 25, 26 points a game. Those last two years, that's when I got inside and developed some jump hook shot. And I really developed my left hand a lot. And, and it just, and that's what my last two years is really when I, when my career took off playing. And we got a lot, a lot better players came into the system my last two years. Sean Tui came in as a point guard, an elite point guard. Elston Turner, who's still in the NBA now coaching, uh, good player. Carlos Clark, NBA, good player. So I, my last two seasons, I had I was with some good good players. And Coach Weltlick was, you know, uh, where you loved him or hated him, you know, disciplinarian, but he was a, a really good X and O coach. Um. Okay, so earlier in your career, the, the corner shots a little more. Do, do you ever sit back and think about? Uh, how many points you might have scored with a three-point line? I at, at times I have. It probably wouldn't have been, you know, 50, 75, 100 more points. You know, I, I don't see myself making a, a hundred threes in my career. Uh, I, you know, I might I freshman sophomore year I might have made some, but you know, that's only one more point. So, but uh it's just uh you know, I, I got to play as a freshman, you know, coming from West Union, a little one A school. Going and jump into the SEC is a pretty big jump. And, you know, after my first four or five games, uh, sitting on the bench or watching a few minutes, and I started started about the fifth game into my career. And that really helped me getting a lot of experience. Because nobody went pro back then. So you want to get that experience in, in for your second, third, and fourth years. And uh, so I got – you know, but now I, you, you said earlier – I don't know how many games I played in my career, but it wasn't 125, 130 that those guys are playing now. We only played 25 games a season. So I don't know where I played 100 games or not. I don't know. I haven't looked back at those, my records or, 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 or stats, see what that was. Yeah, you may have been really impacted more by the shot clock and the extra possessions and, and uh, things of that yeah, nature. The, the extra well, – the three-point shot would have pulled a lot of guys off because a lot of games I was having two and three on me inside. And uh, so the shot, the three-point shot would have really would have pulled them out. But it's funny how basketball's changed a lot through the years, a lot. Yeah. 